Okay, guys, it's hindsight 2020. This one for NFL post week 11. And we ran into a gauntlet yesterday. Mike and I losing week two and three in the super contest. So obviously we avoided disaster, but when your goal is to win, losing weeks just can't happen. It's only our second one of the year. And to me, what made this weekend so disappointing was the self-inflicted wound that was the Baltimore pick. Now, I'll say this. I had bet on that game. If you had told me that the the Panthers would score three points, how much would I like to take the Ravens laying the 11? I think I would have named a number I've never bet before. But this is what the Ravens do all the time. My hype for them is somewhat warranted because you see in the sampling, you see in games like New Orleans, games like the first half of the Buffalo game, when this offense is clicking, it's an unstoppable force. They make plays on the defensive side of the ball. They're well coached, but sometimes this team just stalls and For us to take an 11-point favorite was so out of character. We had, I don't know if it was our other losing week, but we had a week where we took two 7.5-point favorites. We laid the lumber with the Vikings over the Bears and the Bucks over the Falcons, and we lost both games, and Look, that's not to that's not to say that you shouldn't play favorites and there's not spots to play favorites, but it went so far against both Mike and I's style that it was almost like we were trying to force something. You know, it reminds me when I grew was growing up, I liked to play basketball and I had this buddy of mine and we would play one-on-one. We'd play like every day. And he got mad. He'd get mad at me because I'm I'm about six foot three, and you know I, I I've learned uh, you know I watched Akeem Olajuwon. I got a little bit of a sky hook. I've got a few post moves, and whenever I started just getting on fire in the post, he would get mad and a little bit joking, but he'd be like, "Man, it's not fair. You're so tall. There's nothing I can do uh, to stop that shot." And, you know, what anyone, any real athlete would do with a killer instinct is do then nothing but post play. But for some reason, whatever it is, and this is not some sort of humble brag, but I would then start backing up and taking jump shots because I wanted the win to be based on my skill level as a basketball player not some advantage that I had based on height. And I bring this story up because, look, gambling is never easy. (laughs) And it's been incredibly difficult for me over the years. And at least in this contest up to now, 
we're playing really well. And I feel like, especially in this little three, four week stretch, I've seen the ball very well, so to speak. And I think it's gotten me to the point where I look at certain systematic plays and say, well, those have worked too well for me. I need to get away from those and try something different. And I don't know if I'm just scared that the well has run dry or if I am back to this sort of basketball analogy where I feel I don't want to be just a one-trick pony who plays, you know, line moves based on market to get the best of the number instead of, you know, handicapping and picking winners. Because our other choice in the chain of custody was Chicago-Atlanta. Game opens in the week plus three and a half. I sat here on Thursday and explained how the public is all over Chicago. There are professional betting syndicates that are on Chicago. This line's going to move to two and a half. And I told Mike, I said, you know, I think at two and a half, I actually like Atlanta. But the market will be screaming at us that three and a half's a valuable play. When we bragged the week before about our Carolina pick over Atlanta, it was all about the fact that we didn't really have any sort of opinion on either team in the matchup. We were just playing the number. We were just looking at the market. We were looking at some stats and we were just saying this line is wrong. Well, the simplest explanation in Chicago was that those teams, Bears, Falcons, were fairly equal teams. And if you get two teams that are fairly equal and you can have a plus three and a half, take the plus three and a half. This should have been an auto play. There was no reason for us to mess with the Baltimore game. So much so that when we were looking to find another pick to put in the contest, we talked about putting Chicago in because it was such a good number. Where were we? And this is this is what drives me crazy, but this is why you have to do the hindsight. Before the results, gamblers are just going to love their opinions. And I don't know what it was for Mike, but the first thing he said when we got on the phone yesterday was, hey, I'm good with Baltimore. I'll be honest, I was ready to have a discussion to say, hey, you know what? I think I like Chicago more than I did before. We should play that way. But it's almost like once I had his thumbs up, then I was back to being enthused because I have a strong opinion on the play. It was another thing I talked about on Thursday that I have been excellent at avoiding these emotional narrative plays where I just have these gut instincts, these calls, these feelings, these premonitions. And it's done so well for us this year to trip up on it laying an 11-point favorite, especially when we had a value play in Chicago. It would have been the difference between where we finished at 3-2 and and where we went at 2-3. and All right, I'm going to quickly roll through the other games here. I had zero reaction when Denver lost the game in pathetic fashion because Denver is absolutely pathetic. The only thing I will say is in Ugly Betty, you shouldn't be laying favorites because the whole point of the of the team you're betting being ugly 
is really the fact that nobody wants to touch them. And the fact that Denver was the favorite there tells you that they were even more desirable than the Raiders. I've been saying it for years, Russell Wilson is just not a good quarterback anymore. He was a phenom. And after the Legion of Boom left in Seattle, it was always the same thing. Scramble around, roll to your right, 20 yards behind the line of scrimmage, chuck it up and hope somebody catches it. That's Russell Wilson's passing game. He doesn't have it in Denver. They are horribly coached. They have no offense. And they actually made the Raiders look like a good team. It, it it looked like a good pick for a long time in that game, but it was really difficult to watch having money on the Broncos. We missed that one. We got that one wrong. Two bad teams, two and a half's the number. Should probably just take the points in a game like that. We got it wrong. Uh, I had Tennessee, my ultimate decision on Thursday. It was all about the spot fading Green Bay after the big Mike McCarthy win. I knew Aaron Rodgers wouldn't be as motivated. He was a little off. And Tennessee is the team. They are one of the best teams in the NFL that because they are not exciting, nobody wants to talk about them. No one is enthused by them. All they do is show up, play tough in the trenches, run the football, make plays in the red zone, and get stops on third down. I think Vrabel's the second best coach in the NFL. It was my favorite pick of the week at plus three and a half. Really glad we got that one on Thursday. It helped ease the bloodbath that was Sunday afternoon. Um, We had the Cincinnati Bengals. Look, this was an absolute savior to our contest because we were sitting there and the games we were looking at were Houston, Chicago, and Mike looking at Minnesota. I was about to give in to Mike on Minnesota because I'm like, you know what? I, I never listen to this guy in Dallas games, but I remembered it's like he always Picks Dallas. So I just asked him, I said, hey, is a little bit of this you're sore at Dallas for costing you money the week before? You had a big bet on Dallas. And he goes, yeah, maybe a little. Okay, no problem. I crossed the game off the list. I really thought Houston was the right play because I thought it was time to fade Washington. But at the end of the day, I just could not bring myself to play Houston only getting three. Like, I've got no problem betting on Houston, but you got to give me a little better price than that. What really makes me glad is I I thought I was the only person on Cincinnati, and Mike at least heard me out on this one. I think he was leaning that way, but I had a big like for Cincinnati, and you know, credit to Mike, and we, we have to be in tune with this. He knew I had the hot hand. I told him if I hadn't played Tennessee, Cincinnati was my ultimate decision. Think about this. When these teams play the first time, Joe Burrow is fresh off his appendectomy. It's a brand new offensive line. The Bengals have five turnovers. They miss an extra point and a chip shot field goal. And still, it took the Steelers till overtime to win the game by three. Now, the Steelers aren't playing Mitch Trushitsky anymore. 
and they've played a little bit better on offense, but how different of a team are they from week one where Cincinnati is a completely different version of itself? So you're telling me in that week one game, the Bengals, with everything going against them, lost the game by three. Now they were only laying three and a half against an inferior team. This just seemed like a really good pick. Again, kind of like the Titans, another one of those teams not many people are paying attention to. And after the way the Steelers looked last week, cashing tickets for the pros and the Joes alike, I knew I'd be in a good spot here on an island, but Mike jumped down there with me and we got the Bengals. Okay, I don't want to be too critical of Mike's Giants pick because I was on the same side. Uh, I'm just going to give two quick lessons here. One, I didn't bet this game. My number said the line should be three. If it had been two and a half, I would have bet it. Now, I've said numerous times on the podcast, I'm not scared to lay three for cash because if I get a push, I just get my money back. But there's a principle here to where with my power rating, there wasn't value on the Giants until that number was two and a half. So by not betting the game without value, right? The game had no value, so I pass on betting. I protect myself. And over the long term, if you only play games where there's value, you're going you're gonna to do much better in the long run. For an amateur, the less bets you place, the more likely you're po- you ha- are to have a positive expected value over time. So less bets is better for long-term profitability. If you like a game at two and a half, don't play it at three saying, well, I like it at two and a half. It sounds like a field goal game. Yeah, you're right in theory, but laying the three can get you in trouble in these instances where the Giants looked god awful and Detroit actually played an efficient game. I think there's also a lesson to be learned here about betting favorites. And, you know, Mike's system of handicapping, which I admire, is. Mike looks at a game, thinks about any key narrative, spot, situation. He looks at the stats, and he kind of determines who is the better team here. Now, if he assumes that the better team is the underdog, great, no problem. I got value. I know this team is better, and they're catching points. I think a problem a lot of amateurs run into and maybe something Mike has struggled with lately, and it's it's nothing long-term problem of his. It's, it's just in this short little run. He's playing a lot of favorites, and I think he's coming to the conclusion, yeah, this is the better team, but I don't know if he's necessarily seeing what should the line be. Because it's okay to bet on a favorite, but you only want to bet on them if the line is wrong. The line is giving you value. What should the number be? It's not enough that the Giants are better than the Lions. Are they substantially better? Are they a touchdown better than the Lions? Probably not. The Giants really don't beat anyone by a lot of points. So you got to be really careful in any game that you're going to bet you should have an inclination that the line is wrong. And that's why you're betting, and that's where you get value. We're going to be back this week 
Tuesday night show should be out Tuesday night or Wednesday morning. It'll be solely the Thanksgiving games. And then I'm going to fly solo later in the week with all of our picks for the Super Contest. And you can bet on it. 